welcome to Revolutionary Women. My name is Tess Silverman. Women around the world are constantly creating ways to make a difference in their communities, and today's guest is no exception. My guest today is Sophie Poldermans. Sophie is a Dutch author and the owner of Sophie's Women of War, shedding light on women leaders in times of conflict, crisis, and change. She is the author of the New York Post and Amazon bestseller, Seducing and Killing Nazis, an international speaker, lecturer, and consultant on women and war, women's leadership, and women's rights around the globe. Hi, Sophie. Welcome to Revolutionary Woman. How are you today? Hi, Tess. I'm well, thank you. It's an honor to be here. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Well, thank you. It's an honor to have you on my show. Um, I have... So let's get started. I have some questions. Um, so I read that you were born in Amsterdam and, but, and raised in Harlem. Is that correct? Yes. And yes, that's so correct. What, was it, what was it like growing up for you in Harlem? Um, well, Harlem, uh, just for, for your uh, information, is a smaller town than Amsterdam, and it's 10, 12 miles west of Amsterdam on the coast, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a much older city than Amsterdam. So mm. I grew up with history, culture, uh, and the beach close by. Oh, wow. <laughs> that sounds uh, cool. Yeah. And uh, do you have any I siblings? Would... Yes, I have one younger brother. Okay. okay. And, and would you say that your um, growing up was idyllic being so close to the beach and being in a uh, historic or or like in a town that was like I guess what you would say um older than you than Amsterdam as you said yeah 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 I I grew up with uh with well cultural heritage basically mm-hmm. around the corner and um uh, well my father was the, the town archaeologist of the city of Harlem so oh. Taught me everything about archaeology and history, wow. and uh, so that's where my my interest also for um, World War Two came. Although he's more specialized in the Middle Ages, he thinks World oh. War Two is way too new. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so, my mother was a, a human geographer, uh, huh. so really focusing on the social aspect, so on on humans. So wow. I guess that's where both worlds uh, collide. Oh, wow. And so your interest in wars and human rights were inspired by them? Definitely, definitely, okay. yes. <laughs> well, so what was it about World War Two that fascinated you? Um, well, I grew up with the stories directly from my grandparents who mm. had uh, experienced uh, the war. Mm-hmm. Um, and, well, when yeah, when I was little the, the war was still present uh, everywhere mm. um and then in in high school uh, i was interested in, in in human rights and um wars in in general not mm. only world war Two. Mm. so i joined uh, an amnesty international uh, writing group wow. uh, and then uh for my history for my history class when i um had to write a research report um on a self-chosen topic i had just read uh, a novel, a famous novel, uh, The Assault, mm-hmm. um, by Harry uh, Mulisch, a famous Dutch author, uh, which is based uh, upon the story of Hanni Schaft, the, the Dutch resistance fighter who became uh, an icon in, in 
the Netherlands. Everybody knows her. She's mm. almost as famous as Anne Frank. Mm. Mm. <laughs> um, and since since Honey grew up in, in the same uh, town of Harlem, mm-hmm. uh, and she was very young, she was a teenager, so mm-hmm. uh, roughly the same age as I was at the time. Mm-hmm. So that really started my curiosity as to, oh, wow, what would I have done? You know, mm-hmm. I was the same age, age growing up in the same city, but luckily under completely different circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that is really what drove me to really dive into the story more deeply okay. uh, of Honey. Okay, yeah. well, so let's get into it. You are the author of a book called Seducing and Killing Nazis, Honey, Truce, and Freddy, Dutch Resistance Heroines of World War II. Can you tell me the history behind this book? Yeah, well, yeah, so it, it, it started with uh, my interest in high school. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I, I really wanted to, to write the, this research paper on Hanni Schaft, mm-hmm. uh, the oldest of the, the three women. Mm-hmm. Um, and then through context of my father, um, I discovered that, um, uh, well, Hanni Schaft uh, worked closely together um, in a small armed resistance cell, and she worked closely together with two other women, sisters, mm-hmm. Trus and Freddy Overstegen. And through context of my father, I discovered that Trus was still alive. Oh, wow. uh, so I was bold enough to just call her up for an interview, huh. wow. <laughs> and uh, she invited me over for tea. Oh, and, that's um, so cool! Yeah, so we we immediately had a, a click, and uh, she shared her story with me, and mm. uh, later introduced me to her sister Freddie. Mm-hmm. So that's really what um, what inspired my, my personal engagement with this story, which already started when I was 16. Wow. So, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> Been working on this uh, for 25 years. Yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what was it like meeting these two women, Truce and Freddie, in person? Yeah. Yes. Well, that was... Um, very, very remarkable. Um, I first met Truce uh, for the interview, and uh, well, it, it really struck me that you know she uh, she was my grandmother's age, mm-hmm. um, and uh, very nice old lady offering me tea and cookies, mm-hmm. and then. But I really remember the first moment when I shook her hand. Uh, to say hello, then I thought, oh, this is the same hand that actually held a gun to hmm. shoot Nazis. Yeah. Uh, so it was very, very double. She was very open, very uh, and, and encouraging, very uh, positive, but at the same time, she had uh, gone through so uh, such such horrible events. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that that was really something that sparked my interest mm. <laughs> from the start. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so in and, my, and, I'm sorry, go ahead. And then. Oh, yes, sorry. And uh, I met Freddie later on. Uh-huh. Um, and Freddie was also a very remarkable uh, woman, very, uh, um, even in old age, she, she was still. Um, she came across as very young mm. um, and a, a very pretty always and very feminine, mm. uh, but also very fierce. Uh, but Truce was the one who talked mo- uh, much more about her war experiences than, than Freddy. So they had a different oh. um, way of dealing with the past. Wow. Okay. So in 1998, Truce, uh, Truce and Freddy invited you to speak at the annual national 
Hanishaft commemoration. Um, what did it feel like for you to speak at Hanishaft's commemoration years after you wrote a thesis about a thesis about her? Was that a surreal? <laughs> was that a surreal moment for you? Definitely, definitely. Of course, I was still a teenager, and I remember when Tris. I was still living with my parents. Of course, I remember when when Tris um, came over uh, for a visit, and mm-hmm. she had a very serious face, and she's like, "Well, Sophie, I want to ask you something. <laughs> um, do you want to speak at the, the memorial?" And uh, uh, immediately, I replied, "Yes, of uh-huh. course." And then yeah. later on, I thought, "Oh, what did I say yes?" <laughs> because Tris was like, "Yeah, but you." do realize there's going to be hundreds of people and mm. uh, it's public speaking, but there, there was no way I could say no to this. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and I, I really felt I had to do that also for, for Ani, um, for, for, for all three women. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was uh, really, really good. And it really shaped also uh, the rest of my career. And that's also where I met some of their, their other, um, fellow resistance fighters mm. and uh, wow. yeah. yeah so I mean so I mean that's really incredible when you spoke at Hani's commemoration um and and then you became closer to them you actually formed a, a bond with Truce and Freddie did knowing them and having them share their lives with you inspire you to study international law, uh, criminal law yes yes mm. yes so yeah, you're correct. I mean, after the the Hamish Memorial, um, they uh, they both asked me to join the uh, the board of the the Hamish, National Hamishkovs Foundation. So mm. yeah, um, wow. they they set up this particular foundation, and uh, I served the board for over a decade with both women, wow. uh, and I really had a, a true friendship with them. So oh. I also. Uh, saw them outside of the board meetings wow. um, and yeah as a as a teenager I always uh, yeah admired them for for what they did and I uh, I wanted to know more about World War II but also about other wars and mm-hmm. Hanni Schaft uh, mm-hmm. was a law student mm-hmm. she studied international law it was her dream uh, to work for the the League of Nations, mm-hmm. the, the predecessor of the United Nations mm-hmm. uh, after the war. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, she never made it. Yeah. Uh, but that, yeah. yeah, I I thought, okay, this is my uh, path as well, my journey. So uh, yeah. uh, to dive into more um, wars and the impact it has on, on society and, and uh, mm-hmm. generations, really. Yeah. yeah. How old were you when you were invited to be on the board? Um, it was right after um, when I when I started law school because they invited me right after the uh, when I did the talk at the, the memorial. But then right. I first went to the U.S. for a year of high school. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I did my senior year of high school in Sandpoint, Idaho, through okay. an uh, exchange program. So oh, then okay. when I got back to Amsterdam to, to study law, I immediately joined the, the board. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. So you are the founder of Sophie's Women of War. What is Sophie's Women of War and what prompted you to create it? I mean, was there an aha moment for you about creating Sophie's Women of War? Um, yes, in the in the sense that, well, the, the story of Honey Trish uh, and Freddie has 
<laughs> been a, a red thread throughout my uh, professional and private life. Mm-hmm. But also through my studies, um, I really focused on, on war crimes, genocide, crimes against humanity. Mm. Um, and it struck me that women are often portrayed as the, the main victims in mm. conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't get me wrong, they often are together right. with children right. uh, as a vulnerable group. But uh, there is also another side to the story, uh, and that is that it's often women who rebuild society yes. and who really focus on reconciliation and um, how to uh, to move on. Um, and uh, during my research in the former Yugoslavia, in, in Kosovo and in Bosnia, um, and also in uh, Rwanda, mm-hmm. um, I've uh, past uh, genocide, mm-hmm. I really discovered the same patterns all over again. And I thought, wow, why is it that we're not hearing these women's mm-hmm. stories, uh, mm-hmm. only like the victim side, but not the active leadership side? Right. Um, and I thought that was a, <laughs> a big uh, hole that, that needed uh, to be filled. So that's why I founded Sophie's Women of War um, mm-hmm. to, to really shed light on with the role of women in uh, post-conflict societies, and then especially uh, in terms of leadership. Wow, I love it. Uh, and it's so um, relevant right now, too, you know, um, with yeah. everything going on. <laughs> um, okay, so you have degrees in Dutch law, international criminal law, and human rights from the University of Amsterdam, Peace and Conflict Studies from UC Berkeley, Human Rights and Democratization from EUIC, EIUC, Venice, Italy, and Vienna, Austria, as well as certificates in Women's Leadership from Yale Business Management, Business Innovation from Columbia Business School, and Negotiation also from Columbia Business School. Um, how has having a law degree as well as being knowledgeable about business helped you with Sophie's Women of War? Um, well, the law, uh, uh, of course, uh, lawyer, uh, be, being a lawyer means that you need to know the, the treaties and, and where all the, the human rights um, are enshrined, basically, mm-hmm. which documents. But mm-hmm. that definitely helps uh, people. But also, I wanted to, to have a broader perspective than that and work more multidisciplinary to really look at the legal system in place because I also discovered, uh, especially in Africa and the Balkans, that, uh, for example, the, the, the courts, the international courts that we have here in The Hague mm-hmm. are very far from the bed of the ordinary people. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they also develop their own initiatives uh, for reconciliation. And I thought, yeah. We, I really would like to look at the law and at society from uh, a distance more mm. and, and really see, okay, what is really serving the people best? Mm. Uh, so it's not either or, but mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's and. and. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. you mentioned before that women have, always, have been portrayed as victims generally, but there's, you know, there there's, hasn't been as much mention as them being leaders. Um, in conflict crisis, in conflict situations, um, yeah, is that the same also when it comes to criminal law? Like you know, you have women are as victims in international in criminal international situations, um, but then how how are they 
um, I guess, how are they being helped if they don't know anything about them? True, true. And especially in, in international criminal law, the focus is on sexual violence often mm-hmm. uh, in relation to a, to a conflict. Right. Um, and it took ages before rape was actually recognized as a as a war crime really um yeah oh my gosh <laughs> because before it was considered uh yeah a domestic affair so uh, wow. a private matter oh my gosh so uh, you need a women's uh, women's rights uh, lawyers and, and activists to really put that on the agenda right. uh, and also uh, recognize it also in in rwanda uh, sexual violence um, could even be a means of, of, of genocide. If, mm. uh, so yeah, there there is this whole world. It's still a very male-dominated field, yes. and it's a relatively new field. Right. So that's why we need uh, a lot of women and women's perspectives there as yeah. well. Yeah, not only, but as well. Right. Yeah. I appreciate that. Okay. Well, I read your book, and your book was really fascinating, and sometimes hard to read. But what I loved about it was that even in the face of such horror and brutality, Honey, Truce, and Freddie still maintained their humanity and loyalty towards their cause and for the people they love. Now, did you see that in them as well when they were sharing their stories with you? Yes, uh, for, for sure. They remain very uh, idealistic people. Mm. Um, and they really believed in... Uh, in their core values mm-hmm. um, and that's also I mean I guess they had to also yeah, but that's yeah. really what made them such strong leaders right. um, and um, yeah and that that is for sure what made them heroine but mm-hmm. it's also uh, they needed their core values they, they really needed their strong beliefs in order not to go completely mad after the war yeah. uh, because yeah. of course they were completely traumatized mm. um, with what we would nowadays call a post-traumatic stress syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, so they held on to mm. their core values and really used that to, to justify what they did because, of course, they, uh, they, they found it also very difficult oh to, to shoot people, but they never yeah. uh, regretted it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and what really struck me, too, was that they said, okay, we're okay we're not okay, but, you know, yes, we will do this, but we will not involve children. And I exactly. thought that was like, oh, I mean, as opposed to the other side who were basically killing everybody, <laughs> you know, I'm like, <laughs> yes, yes. what, a, um, yeah. it's so, I guess it, it really, it made them really humane that way. You know, for me, it made it, it, it seemed that it was, they were trying to preserve some sort of humanity, some sort of, in the this, in this space of inhumanity, right? True, true. Uh, and that was their, their major challenge. And that's, uh, the, the mother of Truce and Freddie was, I mean, she knew that her daughters uh, were involved in the resistance, but she mm-hmm. had no idea what, uh, mm-hmm. had no idea it was armed resistance. Right. Um, but she always told them, no matter what you do, always try to remain human. And, mm. uh, well, yeah, saying is one thing, but I yeah. think they stuck yeah. with it very well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, these three women developed their own moral code 
Mm -hmm. uh, so they resolutely refused to kidnap children, for mm -hmm. example, mm -hmm. or to shoot uh, a target in front of their children. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, they. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't. I can't even imagine being in their position. Um, but how, yeah. I mean, do you think it's important for people to learn about Hani Truces and Trus and Freddie's story in schools? Yes, I think it's very, very important because um, you can translate it to your own world. I mean, first of all, knowledge of, of World War II is, is fading. Mm. I'm sometimes really shocked by how little people know. Also here in Holland, mm. um, my generation, they all know who Hannes Schaft is. But if you ask children now, who is Hannes Schaft? Who? Mm -hmm. <laughs> they have no idea. Mm -hmm. um, so these stories are uh, stories and knowledge are are fading. The first generation is dying. Wow. So yeah. Um, yeah, I think historically we need to um, keep these stories alive to make yeah to yeah. I don't know educate people what what really happened, but also to derive lessons. Yeah. from it and also in in, in daily life and right. of course this is very big and heavy but yes if you translate it to your own world i mean um, children are being bullied in in kindergarten mm -hmm. and people are being bullied at work mm -hmm. um, there's discrimination uh, everywhere right. and yeah um if if you ask the question, well, what can I do? Uh, if you if you stand up for people, mm -hmm. um, even if it's only for one person, you mm -hmm. know, it's it, it's already worth worth it, and that would be completely um, in line with what these three women right. uh, did. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I think that's what stood out for me because when I I found you through another podcast that I, I uh, that I love called um, What's Her Name Podcast. So when I re heard um, the story of Hani, Truce, and Freddie, and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's a book. Who's the woman? <laughs> Who's the author? <laughs> so that's when I reached out to you because I thought their story was just incredible. And, and as teenagers, you know, I mean, I... They were 16, 14, yeah. 16, and 19. And I'm like, I, I, in the space of what they did, I don't know how I would have fared. I don't know what I, I would have done, you know? And these three yeah. young women did what they thought what had to be done, you know? And it was incredible. I was just like, oh my goodness, <laughs> you know? It's like, and then I think back to like when my daughter's age, and I'm like, uh, I don't know, I, I, you know, and I don't know if I would want her to be, you know, like you said, her mother, their mother never knew the the, the um, I guess what they actually did. They were in the resistance, but they never she never knew what they actually did, which I think I would have no, preferred, no. <laughs> you know, because yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, you'll be in the resistance, that's fine, uh, but just I don't know if I want to know what exactly you yeah. do because it's just for them it must have been yeah. like so hard you know um yeah. Yeah. in that space oh my gosh yeah and and of course it was uh to protect their mother i mean yes uh, she couldn't know anything to, for her right. own safety but Truso always laughed it off she said oh of course we didn't tell her she would never have approved of it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. yeah yeah that would have been me <laughs> it's like nope i probably yeah, wouldn't have well, yeah I think a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. 
Um, so can you tell me a time when you thought you needed to do something that could affect your life and others? I mean, obviously, the book. Um, but is there something else? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, for, first of all, definitely the book, uh, because, well, I just felt this story needed to be told and not only in my home country of the Netherlands, but worldwide. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I still feel that uh, the position of women in, in so many areas, not only in international criminal law, but in, in, in still so many areas is um is we there's still so much work to be done mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, it's we're still in such a, a male-oriented world and that's not only the way we see and present history right. um, but but in 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 everyday life where whether it's child care or at work um, that's also a little bit the link with uh, leadership and with business mm-hmm. uh, is that and with women's rights is that in yeah. all assets of life we need more uh, equality yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, and and this story uh, of course helps with that um, but uh, yeah also to to really shed, shed light on uh, leadership I mean war war can be a literal war but mm-hmm. can also be a battle of the sexes it could yeah. be uh, interpreted very broadly. Yes. Um, yeah. And uh, I have a, a little daughter who's uh, f- four right now, mm. um, and I hope that uh, well, it won't be uh, completely equal uh, equal for for her in her life. Mm. Uh, I'm afraid, but I I hope that we will be able to conquer some small steps at least. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's also my drive. Yeah. Yeah. So in in your book. In the epilogue, there's this quote that really struck me, this, which was when you were talking about, you know, being in Honey, Truces, and uh, Truce and Freddy's shoes. Um, you said, uh, you know, fortunately, I, I never, I have never found myself in such a such a situation, and I sincerely hope that this will never happen. But if it does happen, the great challenge will be to remain human at all times even and perhaps especially in times of inhumanity. Do you think that what you said in your book can be applied to what's happening now in the world? I mean, what's going on with Ukraine and I guess any other wars or conflicts that I I don't even, I'm not familiar with? Yes, 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 definitely. Um, uh, and it's it's again now with the the war in Ukraine. At least mm-hmm. here in Europe, people feel it's rather relatively close. Yes. Um, right. So all of a sudden, they see it as a, a real threat for for Europe itself. So mm-hmm. I am um, very touched by the way people responded, especially in the beginning, mm-hmm. and uh, how they wanted to help these Ukrainian refugees. Right. Um, um, so yes, but at the same time, uh, I noticed that there's a lot of attention for Ukraine, but not for other forgotten conflicts. Right. I mean, there's so many uh, conflicts going on. Right. So that's why I think it is so important to uh, keep telling these stories and i can totally imagine that you know if you watch the news or read a newspaper that you get completely 
uh, stressed out mm-hmm. and um, uh, it, it, it's not fun all, all these, these horrible things going on but right. by telling these stories and really focusing on individuals mm-hmm. um, and, mm-hmm. and really seeing okay what can I do right. I think you can make it smaller um, and uh, yeah it, apparently there's something within every human being a worth or of all time yeah. uh, but if you are aware of that fact uh, and and try to do whatever whatever is in your power whatever you can do and um, then I think it's it, it's worth it so don't get paralyzed by the fact oh I don't know where to start right. yeah. <laughs> there's nothing I can do it's too big just start yeah. somewhere it's like yeah. putting it cleaning a house and mm. uh, it will work miracles so yeah. <laughs> and, oh, no. and also by really focusing on the positive because of course this is, these are horrible stories but what really um, what, what I found so remarkable about these three women is that they found the strength mm-hmm. to still believe in humanity even mm-hmm. after everything they've been through right. uh, and I was like wow we can learn so much from that oh my gosh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and like you said you know it, it doesn't have to be all encompassing or like you know there, like there's, there's definitely conflicts everywhere um, but you can start small, you can, you know, do anything that you can to at least help out in any way, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And, and it, it, it can be, <laughs> it can be, uh, like you said, it's, it's very tough sometimes to listen to the news or read the news because it seems like stuff is going, every, stuff is going on everywhere. But, you know, if we can narrow it down and just say, okay, if I can just do this, you know, I think I'm, I'm doing my part, right? Um, sometimes yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. it can be a little more than that than what you can do. And I, and I think if more people see it that way, I think it is doable. And, and you know, it would make for hopefully, you know, helping each other out as opposed to not you know, and and creating a, a, a better, oof, I don't know, a better um, understanding of what's really going on over there can happen to anyone, you know, in, in these conflict, yeah. um, uh, places with conflict. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, okay, so <laughs> it, it, it's definitely a heavy book, but I so understand why you wrote it, and it was really written with, I mean, the, 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 I guess the chronology of it was so interesting, and as well as, you know, like, the details were really um, incredible, because you could, I could see in my mind's eye, like, oh my gosh, you know, these women, what they went through, as well as everyone else who had to go through that. You know, and it's really, it was really amazing to read your book. Um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so who would you credit for where you are now? Ooh, that's a, that's a big <laughs> question. <laughs> Well, yes, of course. I mean, the family where, where I grew up with, uh, because they always encouraged me um, to, to, to de- develop my, my own uh like like really really de- uh, to become independent and to d- 
develop my own <laughs> moral compass, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these women definitely yeah. play, will always play a, a, a big part in, in my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely a lot of credit to them, too. Now, do, did, um, did Tr- Trusen and um, Freddie have families, and did they know about your book? Yes, yes. Um, uh, Freddie has three children oh. and Tris um, uh, four. Oh, wow. uh, yeah, and I'm very, very close with them, so they they know about the book. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What Actually, did they say? Uh, Tris, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, they are very happy, of course, that this uh, story is being told. Mm. Um, and Tris named her oldest uh, daughter, her oldest child, uh, Honey. So after oh. Honey Fox. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> what's in the name? Oh my gosh. And um, yeah, and, and especially also for, for Freddie's uh, children, because Freddie was, uh, well, she didn't talk much about her war experiences. Mm. So yeah, Freddie's children, they learned a lot about their mother from my book, which wow. is uh, <laughs> interesting. <sighs> so uh, yeah, in that way, I think it's also important. But yeah. I'm, uh, they're very dear to me, uh, all of them. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. Um, so what are your goals for Sophie's Women of War? Yeah, to to continue this uh, path. Um, I also, well, I really want to focus on uh, also being open mm. to, to uh, especially multidisciplinary uh, projects. So last year, I also did some some leadership uh, projects in uh, with big transnational corporations, for example, which mm-hmm. is, uh, has a little to do with with history, mm-hmm. um, at least uh, when you look at it from uh, from first glance. But then, if you dive into the women's leadership, <laughs> mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. there's always a connection there. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'll con- I'll continue writing uh, and lecturing because that's what, I, what also what I do with uh, mm-hmm. uh, several universities and and really keep these stories going and and I'm very open to uh, new perspectives, new mm-hmm. stories. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, so if anyone wanted to know more about your book, Seducing and Killing Nazis, Honey, Truth, and Freddie: Dutch Resistance Heroines of World War Two. And about Sophie's Women of War, how would they go about it? Um, well, you can always check out my website, sophieswomenofwar.com, uh, where you can also order the book. Uh, and of course, you can also find uh, the book on Amazon. Mm-hmm. It's an hard copy ebook and even uh, audio book. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, a website and social media, of course, is also uh, one way to get in touch. Great. Okay. Um, where do you see yourself in five years? Ooh, that's mm-hmm. also a big one. Um, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I try to, uh, yeah, no, that's, that's the funny thing. Like five years ago, of course, uh, now I, I see, see the line with what I'm doing. But because I'm so open also always to new things, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, let, let's uh, uh, let, let's see. Yeah, <laughs> let's yeah. talk again in, in five years. Okay. <laughs> but definitely I will be uh, continuing the path of uh, women, uh, women's rights and women's leadership. I love it. So is there something you haven't yet done that you'd like to do? Oh, that's also a good question. Um, 
Yeah, no, there's not much that I can really think of mm. as, as such. There's not one thing standing out as like, okay, I always wanted to do this or that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I can't right? explore. Right. <laughs> you never know. I mean, is there a possibility of your book being turned into, um, I guess, either a film or, or you know, or maybe like a a documentary about them. Yeah, oh, good question. I always get that question from Americans, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I cannot reveal much about it. Okay. But stay tuned. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. We're not going to speak anymore about that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll go. We'll go forward now. Um, so, is there anything you, you would like to say to my listeners? Um, yes, that's a really um, believe in yourself and what you do and um, be aware of uh, your own core values. Um, mm. Everybody has them. Mm-hmm. So if you really stick with them, you can accomplish uh, basically everything. I mean, if you look at these three women yeah. uh, under the most horrible conditions, they uh, remained very true to themselves. And I think that's also really what we can learn. Right. Um, and then really stand up for other people, no matter how small. Yeah, thank you for that. So if you had one thing to change that you wish you had done years ago, what would it be? Ten years ago? Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm very happy that I'm not... Um, no, you know, I think life is a, is, is a journey, is a path. Everybody makes mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if I would have done things differently 10 years ago I wouldn't maybe I wouldn't be where I am right now Mm. so (laughs) uh, I would say nothing not because I I didn't make mistakes but because uh, I needed them to to be where I am right now (laughs) got it okay (laughs) and my last question is if you could go back in time what advice would you give your younger self um yeah what would I, it's also difficult to, to really, uh, yeah, again, stick, basically what I also told your listeners, uh, mm. stick with yourself, with your true self. Mm. Um, always uh, follow your heart, follow your path. Um, I'm always very strong-willed about that. Um, mm. And then things will turn out, yes. Yeah, <laughs> and that. if they don't, it's also fine. Yeah, 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 it's all a learning experience, right? Everything yes, is about yeah. learning. Well, yeah. oh my gosh, Sophie, thank you so much for being on my show. Thank you for oh my, your book is really incredible, and I hope everyone will get a copy of it because it is it's really compelling. Um, and I hope that you continue. I, I wish you luck with your continued work with Sophie's Women of War. And please keep in touch and let me know what's going on with your work. Um, I'm really fascinated by it. And, and and I love learning about, you know, women like you who are making such a huge difference in women's lives. So, and by creating, by writing this book, you know, you gave, you really gave um, me a different perspective on how these women in this, in the face of such horror were able to, you know, yes, they had to do, they had to do what they had to do, but they did it 
um, knowing that, you know, they would be changed forever, you know, by doing so. Um, but I really appreciate the, the amount of research you did and just like telling these women's stories was really uh, incredible. So thank you for that. And, um, you know, I continue. I, I, I wish you luck in, in any future endeavors that this might happen, <laughs> that, this, that this could result in. And, uh, yeah. you know, but thank you again for coming on. I really, I'm so honored to have you on my show. Oh, thank you so much. I'm honored uh, to be here and I wish you all the luck because you're having a, a very important voice here as well for, for women out there. Mm. So thank you. So oh. really keep up the good work. Oh, thank also you. with the writing. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Well, um, with that, have a good day and I'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right. You too. Have a wonderful day. You too. Bye. <laughs> That's our show for today. I've posted more information about Sophie Poldermans on RevWoman.com. Thank you for listening, and I hope you'll tune in every Thursday for another episode of Revolutionary Woman. You can listen to Revolutionary Woman on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. Just a little note. I've launched a Patreon account to support the show. All proceeds will go to producing and editing the episodes to give my poor husband a break for being my personal IT and production department. He wrote this. The address is patreon.com slash revwoman. <laughs>